It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Money, 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 money. Quickly to Wall. Wall yeah. measures. Deal. Gets open for three. Hey everybody, welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We have news and analysis on the Wizards five days a week. I'm coming to you from a speakeasy bar right next to the Capital One Arena right now called Denson. And I'm your host, Noah Getzel. I've been covering the Wizards for four years with Wizards Extra. We've got some awesome guests here tonight, including my brother, Daniel Getzel, who just celebrated his 31st birthday this weekend. Um, Anyway, you can find the Locked On Podcast on a few different places. iTunes, Stitcher, LockedOnWizards.com, SoundCloud, Megaphone. You should follow us on Twitter, Locked On Wizards. And today we'll be talking about uh, the Wizards matchup against the Philadelphia 76ers, who have won seven in a row. And then we're going to talk about the issues of player development and the Wizards bench and whether it seems like these issues have been fixed or if this season is kind of just an anomaly to a broken system. So here on the podcast, I've got 
my brother Daniel Getzel, and then a good friend Andrew Alberg, who is a huge basketball nerd. Andrew, can we pe- can people follow you on Twitter? How's yeah, it going it's uh, it's Andrew underscore Alberg at Andrew underscore Alberg. A- last name is spelled A L B E R G. A lot of uh, basketball related content. Uh, follow me. And how long have you been a Celtics fan? Uh, I've been a Celtics fan since I was five, so that would be 25 years. Uh, I've been through thick and thin, but mostly thick, if that's the good side, um, because they're the best franchise in the... Thick is, I think... Well, this is a Wizards podcast, so we're not going to talk about your Celtics fandom anymore. (laughs) Daniel, you said you're most excited to see Ben Simmons play tonight. Why is that? I mean, he's just so effortless out there. I mean, everything he does, it looks like he's moving in slow motion while people are moving at full speed. And that's just, like, the biggest differentiating factor. And I like that he's Canadian but doesn't talk about it a lot. He's Australian, actually. Australian. He's yeah. Australian. I've never heard him oh, talk. Even I don't better. know if he has an accent. He does have an accent. Okay. No, he has yeah, like a good accent. Yeah, so yeah. you said it looks like he's in slow motion when everyone else is full speed. Wouldn't that be a negative quality on the basketball no, court? No, he's making decisions while everyone else is going a million miles per hour. It looks oh, like he's okay. able to slow it down and see the court at a different speed. It's kind of like a LeBron, they, Magic Johnson type of thing. They say yeah. that about Kyle Anderson on the Spurs, too. They say that <laughs> his, nickname, his nickname is Slow-Mo because he moves. It's true. He moves so slowly. But in a league when everyone is so fast, there's a whole compilation of clips where he throws off Kevin Durant because he just moves at a different rate than everyone else. And Durant just like plays the average NBA speed. And then Slow-Mo just moves it a little bit slower. And he like weasels his way by him. So I think there's a there's a way to zig when everyone else is zagging, and it helps. Speaking of guys who completely alter your game when they're on the floor, Joel Embiid's just like a defensive nightmare. Uh, it seems like he blocks every offensive. player. Yeah, yeah. He's, 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 he's also kind of like a bad guy from a wrestling, like, pro match. Like, he plays that up really hard. Like, he's, you know, the crowd is getting into it. He, like, loves being the villain. I mean, it's a pretty cool dynamic out there. It's, especially nowadays when so many players, at least for a while, they were, they kind of kept it to themselves. They didn't really talk, no comment, you know. He's a great player. It's nice to see some guys talk trash, uh, and everyone hates him, which is fun for the league. What did what happened with Embiid in the whole? He wanted to ask out um, the person Rihanna, for the All Star right? game, Rihanna. and then he didn't end up asking her out this year. She said, "Come back when you're an All Star." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he like, said he's passed. He's passed it, which is ridiculous, but that's fine. He also did the whole Dikembe Matumba thing, like, "What's yeah. your pickup line going to be at the All Star game?" Which is pretty solid. It's um. So what do you think the Wizards will need to do to end this seven-game winning streak, which includes a, a big victory over the Wizards, I think, February 6th, right after the Super Bowl. So. Yeah, that was awful. I mean, it all comes down to assists. I think with the Wizards, if they're They had having... 25 on Friday, and they lost the game. They lost big. Well, they're, they're awful against the Hornets for whatever reason. I didn't watch that game. I don't know if you Hornets watched it. Hornets won big today, too. Yeah, Hornets are, like, they're hit or miss. Like, Kemba. Yeah, Kemba is, like... He, Jordan won't trade him too, which is crazy. Like well, he's basically he killer instinct, no... just like Jordan. As someone pointed out, I think it was either Nate Duncan or Zach Lowe said he's probably the best Hornets player. He's one of the best Hornets players of all time, which is ridiculous. But he's like top five for sure. It's Who Zoe else? It's mix. Zoe and LJ. But like, yeah. what else have they? What did they really do? Uh, Bugs. Well, I mean, right? There's really like there's really not a great list. Uh, I thought you meant like. Glenn um, Charlotte Rice. Bobcats, like no, the, the, no, that's okay. the Pelicans, right? You got to put Glenn oh, Rice no. in the top oh. five. Glenn Rice, he was like, I think it was a heat guy, but I think you're right. No, 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 but he, in the All-Star game where he had like 23 40. in that one quarter, yeah. like, I think he was on the Hornets. About, but about the Sixers, so they played, they're a bunch of rookies, they, they've won six in a row, but they played last night, they traveled today, and Bede is always not good for, he's probably not going to play 40 minutes like he normally does, right. and they have a bunch of rookies, so they play well one night, and then they'll have a bad night the next night. Um, so it's not like you're playing some juggernaut where you know they're going to give it to you every night. You just hope they have an off night. What's your prediction? I think the Wizards are probably going to win. They're favored by a point and a half, I saw, which I think makes sense. It's going to be close. But uh, 
I mean, I just don't think Embiid is physically. He had a, also he wasn't relaxing over All Star Weekend. He was playing, yeah. um, and probably drinking and partying. So I don't want to, you know, I don't know that, but I assume he's having fun. So uh, he's probably due for an off night. And what what do you think will happen tonight? I mean, I think the Wizards pull it off, but I'm also partial since it's my first game this year, and I get all I can drink, all I can eat tickets. So like, I'm clearly thanks to me. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Noah. So yeah, I'm partial. Yeah. I think they're gonna pull it off, though. So we're going to be right back with the Locked On Wizards podcast. Uh, Daniel's going to talk a little bit more about my awesome birthday present to him. I'm kidding. But we're going to talk about uh, Wizards player development and whether their issues with the bench are finally fixed. Uh, Stay tuned. We'll be right back. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Wizards podcast. I'm your host, Noah Getzel. You can follow me on Twitter, Noah underscore Getzel. That's N-O-A-H underscore G-O-E-T-Z-E-L. I'm here with my brother, Daniel Getzel, and Andrew Ulberg. We're previewing uh, the Wizards-Sixers uh, matchup tonight. So... The Wizards made a bunch of offseason moves, and uh, their bench is looking pretty strong this season with Sadoransky, Oubre, Mike Scott, Mahimni's playing a lot better. Do, what, do you think that the issues are kind of fixed? It used to be that every time that wall left the game, the Wizards would look awful. They're playing pretty well, 8-3 uh, and three in the last 11 games without them. Do you think the system is fixed in terms of Wizards keeping their draft picks and developing some homegrown talent, or, or do they still have a lot of work to, to go in that realm? No, it's obviously not fixed. We basically banked on having a couple really good top five picks. A couple of them turned into Otto Porter, Bradley Beal. Yeah, but those guys weren't... Only Wall was a guarantee. It's not like it's not like Porter and Beal were like 100% easy picks. They had to make... People blow top five picks all the time. Yeah, and we have. Jan Vesley yeah, is a huge sure, yeah. blowing of a top five pick. But beyond that, I mean, what are the biggest moves that we've made over the past, like, decade? Flipping Kwame Brown, which was a mistake, into Karam Butler. Like, you know, tell me what else was a big-time move. Has already made a trade in the last few I can't think of a big trade that the Wizards have made. Maybe I'm overlooking a big one. Have they made big trades in the last few years? I can't think no, of it. It's just been, I mean, development. they got Marquise Morris uh, maybe, for maybe, first-round pick. Maybe Ernie's recognized that his sponsor is not making trades because he seems to not do well on them, and they're sticking with drafting. Except and, we don't have but, draft picks. When's the last time we've had a first-round draft pick? They finally have it this year. Yeah. Like, besides Oubre, Porter, like, it's been so long since we've had a first-round draft pick. Yeah, it's, um... And then, and then you know what Grunfeld's going to do? Basically decide that, like, yeah, you know, we're going to, like, move for someone for, like, a first-round pick for, like, half a season. Trade deadline's over. We can't do that. The other thing, my, on a personal note, Mike Scott is going to kill us, kill us, kill the Wizards in a playoff game because he's going to decide... To me, I, I have never seen him pass... And that's great when he shoots all the time. But you, he gets the ball, and there's no there's no thought process. He gets the ball, and it's going up. And I feel like late in the game, he's going to think he's the star. And someone should probably talk him out of that before it happens. But he won't be on the court late in the game. He's not in their crunch time lineup. Yeah, I guess if their first unit struggles, they might put him on the floor for points. But if he's, I guess in that scenario, it's not the end of the world. But I'm not as much of a fan of his as I am of Sato and... Uh, and Uber, yeah, I think they're great. Early on the Sato bandwagon, even though he oh, keeps... he's, last year he was he yeah. had signs. Yeah. The tough yeah, part's yeah. going to be who do you pay and who do you get rid of because hey. Ubre is going to demand a lot of money. Saturansky's proving he can be a starter. What's Ubre going to demand? A lot. 
Well, the, the market's tanked though. But do yeah, that's true. Money? Do they have any money? I mean, you saw Wizards are over the luxury tax. They can't. They're not going to pay them. Um, well, they're going to. Can that Gortat come off the books? That's a big salary. Yeah, that's so true. Next, next year, year is when Gortat and Ubre's contracts expire. Well, they're not. At the end of the year, they're not going to Gortat. Of course. Yeah. Uh, so I was shocked that Lou Williams, who was borderline All Star, got seven million a year for four years or something. Really? It was. It was. It was. A, they said the market's just not the same as it used to be because the I think the cap's lowering or the revenues are different. But because um, isn't it based on TV contracts and isn't the TV contract continuing to grow? Yeah, I'm not so sure. how is the cap the going down? Well as, as, as a whole. I actually don't know the, the reason for it. But three summers ago, I remember when uh, Alan yeah, Kraft, Mahimni summer. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned uh, Yami Mahimni's playing better. Like literally being on the court and not fouling more than scoring is a improvement over what his previous performance was. Ask a question because I really don't know this. I don't follow as close as I should. But does a coach's salary count towards your salary cap? So if you wanted to, you could hypothetically pay a coach $20 million and that's your own decision. And that's... Some teams have said that in leagues with really strict caps, which I guess the NBA isn't, I can't think. Like the NFL, you can really get an advantage by paying coach a lot. Like yeah. the Raiders pay Gruden $10 million a year, yeah. which he's probably not that good, but it's a way to really kind of spend some money where you can elsewhere. What do you think is the Wizards' biggest need? Championships. <laughs> rim protector? Uh, if Mahimi, if Mahimi could stay on the court, he should be a rim protector. You want theory. him playing center in the fourth quarter? No, but I'm saying he's... I see what you're saying. Uh, well, Gortat should be a rim protector too. What is he good for on defense if he's not protecting the rim? Not much, maybe. So, uh, uh, I think things are going to get really tough in the playoffs. Defense? Though. Yeah, defensively, I don't think we match up with a lot of the small lineups that the Celtics or the Cavs throw at us. Ubre and Porter are the guys are, are perfect modern defensive. They're long as hell. What, and that Morris is your center in crunch time? It's bad. Yeah, that's pretty I mean, bad. We saw what happened with Kyrie. Like, I don't know how they couldn't figure out in that game against the Celtics how to switch on that screen so Morris isn't guarding Kyrie on the three-point line. You think you just don't, you just like, don't switch it? Yeah, or just push through and double-team yeah. on him and make Traffic. someone else beat you. Like, you know, I'm willing to live with that. I'd rather someone else do that as opposed to him going and shooting the three-pointer where Morris fouls him twice in crunch time. Um, what do you, so, no, what do you think is their biggest need? Hmm? What do you I, think is their I think it's it's just depth issues. Like, there's no backup shooting guard. Um, the center position has been an issue for a long time. That uh, money tied up in Mahimi is really the yeah, that's, issue. That's, nobody wants to touch that contract. That was the worst deal ever. He wasn't even a starter on the Pacers when we signed him. The only thing I'll say is that year everyone was getting ridiculous amounts of money. And he was he was good on the Pacers. I remember watching that. He was good. He was, And, like, in theory, if he's one of those guys who was a backup, a good backup, he gets starters minutes and he blossoms, he could have been great. It didn't happen. Though. How old is he? He's 32, I believe. 32. Gortat's, what, 34? 30, is he, wait, Mahimi's 30, 31 or 32. Yeah, I always yeah. said he's 28 or something. That's oh, that's awful. When's the last time the Wizards have signed someone under the age of 26? Marquise. How old is he? He's around. I mean, well, he when he was signed, he was like 24, 25. Oh, was he? Yeah. He's like the season. But besides that, though, I mean, we go Fats Miller, Andre Miller. Fats Miller. <laughs> I don't. Fats <laughs> Ramon Sessions. I mean, Kim it's Frazier. always. Kim Frazier, young guy. I don't like Frazier at all. No one, but he's not good. So you think Ernie's got to go? I mean, I've been saying that for so long. <laughs> I think I'm now starting to understand. It's a complete broken record. There's just no universe in which they're better than the Raptors, Sixers, or Celtics in the next 10 years. There's just no, there's no scenario it happens unless something changes dramatically. I think this would be better than the Raptors. Maybe the Raptors. But the Celtics and Sixers are on a whole different trajectory. Than the Sixers are going to get
thank you guys so much for your time. Uh, thanks for sharing your Twitter info, Andrew. I understand that you're refusing to, you know, let people follow you on Twitter. Very private stuff going on there. But uh, tune in uh, after the game for another Locked On Wizards podcast, analyzing uh, this Wizards Sixers matchup that'll be posted Monday morning. Thanks so much, and take it easy, everyone. Enjoy the game. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.